This is the SF Productions Podcast Network. The Kinescope Initiative Episode 190 A sitcom review in chronological order. From the SFPP and Television Center, take it away, Mark. Thank you, announcer Bod, and welcome to the Kinescope Initiative, a sitcom review in chronological order, mostly. So, in our last episode, we covered Hearts of Fire, which was Marky Post's second sitcom. When I dug into my notes to determine when we covered her much better-known series from 1984, it wasn't there. Somehow, I missed it. So, let's get in the Wayback Machine for episode 120A and... Night Court premiered on NBC on January 4th, 1984, at 9.30 p.m. Welcome to the courtroom of Judge Harry T. Stone, Harry Anderson, a quirky guy who wants to see real justice done. He runs an overnight court composed of various weirdos. The show was created by Reinhold Wieg, who had worked on a similar series, Barney Miller. His team consists of public defenders Liz Williams, played by Paula Kelly in Season 1, Billy Young, played by Ellen Foley in Season 2, and Christine Sullivan, played by Marky Post, in Seasons 3 through 9. There's Prosecutor Dan Fielding, John Larroquette, Bailiffs, Bull Shannon, played by Richard Mall, Selma Hacker, played by Selma Diamond, Seasons 1 and 2, Flo Kleiner, played by Florence Halop, Season 3, and Roz Russell, played by Marcia Warfield, seasons 4 through 9, and court clerks Lana Wagner, played by Karen Austin, season 1, and Mac Robinson, played by Charles Robinson, seasons 2 through 9. There's also a long list of recurring characters. Mike Frinnernan as Art, the hapless maintenance man, Terry Kaiser as Al, a tabloid reporter in seasons 1 and 2, Denise Kumagai as Quan Lee, Mac's wife, John Aston as Buddy, Harry's biological father, William Ute as Phil, a homeless man, and Dan's lackey, who turns out to be rich after his death, setting up Dan to run a foundation, Brent Spiner, pre-TNG, and Annie O'Donnell as Bob and June Wheeler, down-on-their-luck Appalachian yokels who keep showing up in court cases. They almost became regulars before Spiner got his Trek role, Mary Cataret as Margaret, a newspaper reporter, and Harry's fiance in season eight. She's forced into witness protection and left the series. We covered Terry Kaiser in episode 89 for Roller Girls, John Aston on episode 30 for I'm Dickens, He's Fenster, and Mary Cataret on episode 124 for Three's a Crowd. Harry Anderson got his start as a magician working the streets of various cities, This led to stand-up appearances, several slots on SNL, and various talk shows. He also made appearances on Cheers as Harry the Hat. Then came Night Court, a series built around his talents. He was nominated three times for an Emmy. 
he moved on to Dave's World, a show we'll get to soon. He mostly stepped away from showbiz in 2002 when he and his second wife moved to New Orleans and opened a magic shop and nightclub there. In 2008, he and other Night Court cast members reunited on 30 Rock, playing themselves with a storyline about a reunion special. Anderson passed in 2018. Paula Kelly's father was a jazz musician, and Paula wound up in the LaGuardia High School of Music and Art, matriculating to Juilliard with a master's in dance. She danced and did choreography for various TV specials and the Academy Awards. Broadway credits include Paul Sills Story Theater and a few short-run shows. Films include Sweet Charity, The Andromeda Strain, Soylent Green, Uptown Saturday Night, JoJo Dancer Your Life is Calling, and TV roles on Santa Barbara, The Women of Brewster Place, South Central. She got an Emmy nom for her first and only year on Night Court. Kelly passed in 2020. Ellen Foley was primarily known as a singer and gained recognition for her duet with Meatloaf in the 1977 song Paradise by the Dashboard Light. She also sang with Blue Oyster Cult, The Clash, and Joe Jackson. Foley recorded multiple albums of her own. She originated the role of the witch in Into the Woods before it moved to Broadway. She was replaced by Bernadette Peters. Foley would later return to that role. Her other major Broadway role was in Me and My Girl. Films include Hair, Tootsie, The King of Comedy, Fatal Attraction, Cocktail, Married to the Mob. She also had a run on TV's Ghost Rider. Foley only got the single-season Night Court role when Marky Post was unavailable due to her work on The Fall Guy. The intended will-they-won't-they turned into more of a brother-sister relationship, and Foley was let go. Foley now teaches voice at Manhattan's School of Rock. And, speaking of Marky Post, she got into the biz via game shows, working in the production crew of Split Second, an associate producer on Double Dare, and a card dealer on Card Sharks. She would later return to game shows as a celebrity. Various TV guest appearances led to the short-run Semi-Tough, The Gangster Chronicles, and The Fall Guy. When that series wrapped up, it freed Post to take up the role on Night Court. She then moved to the aforementioned Hearts of Fire and Odd Man Out. There was also voice work on Transformers Prime and a live-action role on Chicago PD, along with a number of Women in Peril TV movies. She also made an appearance in There's Something About Mary. Post returned to Night Court in the 30 Rock reunion. She passed in 2021. John Larroquette was born in New Orleans and worked as a DJ for a period before moving to L.A. to pursue acting. He provided the voiceover for the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre and after a few guest spots got a regular role on Black Sheep Squadron. Many guest roles followed, along with films Altered States, Stripes, Twilight Zone the Movie, Star Trek III, Meatballs Part Two, JFK, His role as Dan Fielding on Night Court earned him four consecutive supporting actor Emmys, after which he asked not to be considered again. A planned spinoff with Fielding's character was nixed, as Larroquette moved on to an eponymous sitcom, which we'll get to. Larroquette would go on to The Tenth Kingdom, The Practice, Emmy win and two nominations, Happy Family, Boston Legal, two SAG nominations, Deception, The Brink, The Librarians, Me, Myself, and I, Blood and Treasure, The Good Fight. 
He also made it to Broadway in How to Succeed in Business Without Really Trying, winning Tony, Drama Desk, and Theater World Awards, and Gore Vidal's The Best Man. Larroquette returned to the Dan Fielding role as a co-star of the Night Court reboot, which we'll cover in a moment. Richard Maul was six foot tall by age 12 and went up to 6'8". He became a go-to actor for menacing roles. Films include Caveman, The Sword and the Sorcerer, The Flintstones, Jingle All the Way, Scary Movie 2, along with TV's Getting By and 100 Deeds for Eddie McDowd, with voice work on Batman the Animated Series, Mighty Max, The Legend of Calamity Jane, Spider-Man the Animated Series, along with video game work. He was chosen for his night court role partly due to his height. They wanted someone who could tower over the six foot four Larroquette and six foot three Anderson. Selma Diamond was primarily known as a writer for radios Groucho Marx, Jimmy Durante, Gary Moore, Duffy's Tavern, The Adventures of Ozzie and Harriet, The Big Show, and TV's Your Show of Shows, Caesar's Hour with an Emmy nom, Milton Berle, Perry Como. When Carl Reiner was creating The Dick Van Dyke Show, he based Sally Rogers on Diamond. She became a frequent guest on talk shows and appeared in films It's a Mad, 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 Mad World, Bang the Drum Slowly, All of Me, My Favorite Year. She did summer stock and touring work along with a recurring role on TV's Too Close for Comfort. Her deadpan delivery worked well on Night Court. Unfortunately, she passed away after two seasons, replaced by Florence Halop, who comes from a theater family. Her mother was a dancer, and her brother played as one of the dead-end kids. Florence was promoted as the youngest star of the National Broadcasting Company, only seven, and broadcasting for the last three years. She did radio work on Wittinaville, Duffy's Tavern, and The Jimmy Durante Show. She moved to TV, appearing on early live TV dramas and Meet Millie, way back in Episode 7. There was also The Mary Tyler Moore Hour, Angie, Barney Miller, and St. Elsewhere. As noted, she replaced Selma Diamond as a bailiff. Unfortunately, both died of lung cancer during the show's run. So, the producers picked a younger actress. Marsha Warfield is a stand-up and made appearances on The Richard Pryor Show, she was also a writer, and Riptide prior to Night Court. She remained on the series through the rest of its run and appeared in a cameo in the current reboot. Warfield also appeared on Empty Nest, 911, and a number of guest spots, along with films DC Cab, Mask, and Caddyshack 2. She also had a daytime talk show in 1990. Warfield came out as gay in 2017. Karen Austin had a series of TV guest roles and series The Quest prior to Night Court. She was in the initial cast but was let go after 10 episodes due to her suffering from Bell's palsy. Despite that, she went on to St. Elsewhere, The Trials of Rosie O'Neill, Live Shot, Murder One, Fresh Hell, and Whole Day Down, along with films SOB, Summer Rental, Jagged Edge. She was replaced by Charles Robinson, who got into the biz as a singer. He had already had runs on Flamingo Road and Buffalo Bill, with films Sugar Hill, Grey Lady Down, Apocalypse Now, and The River, prior to his eight-year run on Night Court. Robinson followed that up with Love and War, again replacing another actor, Inc., Home Improvement, Buddy Farrow, Heart of Dixie, 
Read Between the Line, The Guest Book, Mom, Russell Manick, and Love in the Time of Corona. Robinson passed in 2021. Mike Finnernan appeared in films Johnny Dangerously and The Rocketeer. Terry Kaiser quit an engineering career on the advice of a drama teacher. He joined the actor's studio and studied under Strasberg. He won an Obie and a Theater World Award for Fortune in Men's Eyes and had multiple short Broadway runs. Films include Rachel Rachel, All Night Long, Friday the 13th Part 7, Mannequin on the Move, but may be best known as the deceased in Weekend at Bernie's. TV work includes The Doctors, The Fall Guy, Carol and Company, Good Company, and Bailout, along with dozens of guest spots. William Ute performed in regional theater before moving to L.A., getting many guest roles and a long-running role, 493 episodes, on Days of Our Lives. Films include Harlem Nights, Cobb, Species, and Tin Cup. On Night Court, his homeless character was killed by a falling piano, replaced with his evil twin who got Dan to run a fake foundation. Brent Spiner is, of course, best known for his role as the android Data in the Star Trek TNG franchise of TV shows and movies. He's played various ancestors and descendants of Data's creator, Dr. Noonien Sung, and evil twin Lore. This translated into voice work on various Trek video games. Spiner's career began in Houston, where he performed at Six Flags before moving to New York. He appeared in Broadway in A History of the American Film, a show I directed in college, Sunday in the Park with George, Big River, 1776 with a drama desk nom. Films include Stardust Memories, Karina Karina, Independence Day, Dude Where's My Car, The Aviator, with TV roles on Gargoyles, voice work, Threshold, Fresh Hell, Generator Rex, voice work, Star Wars Rebels, voice work, Blunt Talk, Outcast, and Penny Dreadful, City of Angels. Spiner recorded an album of pop standards called Old Yellow Eyes is Back, a reference to a Sinatra album and Spiner's yellow contacts when he played Data. Annie O'Donnell appeared in films Heartbreak Ridge, Hot Shots, The Artist, and Transformers Dark of the Moon, along with TV's Days of Our Lives, Big Love, and a lot of guest spots. So, as you can see, Night Court went through a large cast during its nine seasons. During the years it was placed in Thursday's must-see TV, it did very well, with seasons 2 through 7 in the top 30 and 4 and 5 in the top 10, hitting 3.3 on the Bazinga scale. Despite this, the show always seemed to be the red-headed stepchild of NBC, with less promotion and attention than other series, especially as the rest of must-see TV exploded. As Lara Kett's star rose, the show designed more storylines for him, similar to what happened on the Mary Tyler Moore show for Ted Knight. There's a lot of cameos from real stars, especially Mel Torme, Harry was a superfan. There's a cameo by NBC head of programming Brandon Tartikoff, who appears in court talking about his high principles. When Mac says there's a Mr. Cosby on the phone, Tartikoff explains, Oh God, the sandwiches! and runs out. The show was forced to marry off Christine despite a will-they-won't-they they triangle with Harry and Dan when Post became pregnant, but that marriage was short-lived. 
Show creator Wieg left the series after season six, and by season eight, everyone agreed the show had run its course, and the final episode of the season wrapped up the storylines. Then NBC changed their minds, and the first few episodes of season nine dealt with undoing those careful conclusions. When NBC planned to pull the plug after season nine, partly due to the show being moved to a death slot, Warner Brothers made an effort to continue the show in first-run syndication and told the producers to leave things open at the end. Syndication never happened, and so the show never got an official send-off. They did get a conclusion of sorts in the 30 Rock episode where Post, Robinson, and Anderson appeared as themselves in order to mock up a wedding between Harry and Christine. Ironically, Larroquette might have been involved had his agents not shooed away the request out of hand, At that point, he was on Boston Legal. Then there's the reboot. Melissa Rauch, coming off The Big Bang Theory, was set to produce a reboot of the series with Harry's daughter Abby sitting in the judge's chair. The show was delayed a few times by COVID, but finally made it to air on January 17th of this year. By that time, Rauch had agreed to play the part of Abby. While her star was high after the massive hit that was Big Bang Theory, the other selling point was the return of Larroquette as Dan Fielding. There would be few of any other returning, as most of the cast had passed away by then. Dan Fielding is dragged back, now acting as public defender, the opposite role from the original series. India de Beaufort plays Olivia, the assistant DA, who desperately wants to climb the political ladder. Kapil Talwalker plays Neil, Abby's clerk, who's not so secretly in love with her, Abby's in a long-distance relationship, Lacretta plays Gurgs the bailiff. The show is very much like the old one, at least so far. Only one season has come out due to the Hollywood strikes, and despite an early renewal, it's unclear if and when it will return. India de Before had already appeared in TV's The Basil Brush Show, Crod Mandoon and the Flaming Sword of Fire, One Tree Hill, Jane by Design, Blood and Oil, Kevin Probably Saves the World, NCIS LA, Veep, Zoe's Extraordinary Playlist, The 2019 One Day at a Time, Fast and Furious Spy Racers, Voice Work, Firefly Lane, and got a BAFTA nom for All Hail King Julian doing voice work. Kapil Tallwalker has already appeared in TV's Zoe's Extraordinary Playlist, The 2022 Charmed, and The Loud House doing voice work. But back to the original series. Night Court won seven Emmys out of 32 noms, got two Golden Globe noms, and four WGA noms. The show went on to A&E, TV Land, Encore Classic, and Laugh, and is now on Catchy Comedy. There wasn't a complete DVD set until this year, coinciding with the reboot. I recorded the show as it came up on Laugh and watched an episode from my media library. Picked an episode from season five, which seems to be the sweet spot of the series. On the docket is the Red Ranger, a kitty western star who's being ordered to demask when a gritty reboot is premiering. He almost smushes himself with a giant AC unit before Harry talks him out of it. Christine and Bull throw in during the action, while Roz does some quips. Meanwhile, Dan is ordered to escort his boss's niece while he's in town, but no hanky-panky. The niece is played by a post-love boat pre-Lois and Clark Terry Hatcher, who keeps throwing herself at Dan. 
The whole cast is fully synchronized in this wacky show. In our next episode, we will jump back to the middle of 1992. Announcer Bot, how can the folks find us online? Go to sfpodcastnetwork.com to get the feed, other SF podcasts, and blogs. Subscribe via your favorite podcast catcher and leave us a review. You can email sfpodcastnetwork at gmail.com. Like us at facebook.com slash sfppn. Check out Instagram at sfpodnetwork. Call us at 614-321-9737. That's 614-321-9SFP. Back to you, Mark. Well, I'm filing this episode in the archive. Tune in next time.